And we're back with more Reset. I'm your host, Sasha Ann Simons. Twice a month, we bring you our series, What's That Building? Taking you through Chicago history by way of the pavilions, temples, sky rises, and other structures that you've passed on your drive or your walk and thought, what is that building? Well, today we head northwest of Chicago to the village of Rosemont, where a fancy little tower that looks like it's plucked from 16th century England is hanging out by a La Quinta Inn. And as always, Crane Chicago business residential real estate reporter and Reset Architecture sleuth, Dennis Rodkin is here to give us the scoop. Hey, Dennis, welcome back. Sasha, how are you? Doing well. Great to talk with you again. Tell us, what led you to check out this mystery tower in the first place? Well, you know what's interesting is a former producer at WBEZ, Julian Haida, saw it, saw that uh, from the Jane Addams Tollway, you could now see construction fencing around it. And the question was, is this finally the end for this cute little storybook tower? Ah, okay. So where exactly is it? Well, so the funny thing is it doesn't have its own address. Um, If you go to 6810 Mannheim, you're at a Hyatt Place Hotel. And if you drive around the back or walk around the back, there is this tower. It's this little two-story, two-and-a-half-story tower made of stone and uh, timbers and a little peaked roof. You can also see it from the Jane Addams Tollway. Uh, if you're driving, if you're driving northwest, it's on your right. You can't really see it if you're driving the other direction. Mm-hmm. Um, just as you're going through Rosemont, you see bland, middle, mid-sized hotels. That's really all you see along the tollway in there. Hotels and office buildings, and then bam, this little storybook cottage right. pops up. It sure stands out. I'm looking at your photos, Dennis, and it it looks nothing like everything around it. D- does the tower have a name? It does not have a name, though I think we might get to call it the Swanson Tower or the Tower of Rosemont. Uh, (laughs) No, there's no official name. Well, Swanson, is that sort of giving us a hint as to who built the tower? Yes, it was built by Arthur Swanson, who was an architect, very young man at the time. Um, In the 1930s, he got some land, 10 acres of land from his father, who was a mushroom farmer. The father gave two 10-acre parcels, one to a brother in Elmhurst and one to Arthur in Rosemont, which was really just sort of a farm town at the time. Mm -hmm. And it had mushroom farming land on it. And Arthur begins to build an estate by building this little tower that he's going to live in. He's a single man. His son tells me this was his bachelor pad. And it had uh, just a living room on one floor, living room and kitchen, dining room on the next floor, and then a bedroom in the tower. Oh, wow. So you spoke with Paul Swanson, who is Arthur's son, right? Arthur's son. He's 81. Um, So the one thing we know is by 1942, when Paul was born, Arthur had built a house for the family. Um, There was a, it was a family with four kids. Obviously, you're not going to live in a one bedroom tower. So So Arthur, sorry, the dad builds a house that also had a pool and two tennis courts. And what I think is really interesting is here's Paul Swanson at 81 years old talking to me in great detail about the tower, which he never lived in. And he says that it's much more interesting than the house itself. The house was also sort of English inspired. But what Paul says is, you know, it was a it was a long building with rooms for all of us while this tower is this very fanciful, picturesque sort of a structure. So Paul's saying the tower is the real story here. Yeah. (laughs) Um, What else did Paul share about what the area was like back in those days? Well, well, once again, it was rural. 
and um, they're living on this country estate. Their tennis pool, uh, tennis courts, and pool uh, were behind what's now the hotels. If you, they would have had a view of the Allstate Arena if they were still there. Okay, I mean, that's that is literally their next door neighbor. But at the time, it was all farmland. They were living in the country on this English-styled country estate where um, mushrooms were grown. And during the Depression, um, the Swansons grew evergreens. Swanson. Arthur Swanson was an architect. They grew evergreens to mm-hmm. keep money coming in on the property. And, and that was it. I mean, they were in this rural setting, which is very hard to imagine now when you're flying by on either Mannheim yeah, Road. It's so developed now. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and today this this tower is, is boarded up. But any other details, you know, Dennis, about inside? I'm so curious. I, well, I have some. So I have had two sources of information. One is it is boarded up. But I was able to sort of jam my phone in through a crack and get some pictures. But the better source was an interview with Paul Swanson. Um, it had beam ceilings. All It was all very authentic. It had carved beams. It had a stone fireplace in the bedroom. This sort of storybook staircase, narrow winding staircase up to the tower. You can see a little bit of that in the photos I got by sticking my phone through a crack. But, yes. Um, I was wondering how you got those. <laughs> I have ways. Uh, but Paul Swanson was describing it as, as really a, a wonderful little space. Um, one, once the family moved into the house, they used the tower as rental property. So there must have been a series, I would guess, of single people, because it's so small, who rented this little tower. Wow. If you're just tuning in, this is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and that is Reset's architecture sleuth, Dennis Rodkin, with us for our regular series, What's That Building? He's catching us up on this charming but seemingly out-of-place tower in uh, Rosemont. So let's fast forward a little bit, uh, Dennis. So let's go from the 1930s to the mid-1950s when, as you have alluded to, that area looked a lot different. O'Hare Airport opened up nearby. How did that development impact the area? Well, it, one of the things it did is it souped up Arthur Swanson's career. He was an architect. He, he did some projects prior, but now he becomes, he's got this land in Rosemont. He becomes a hotel developer, uh, a hotel architect and developer. And one of the first O'Hare hotels um, was, was his project. He oh, and wow. 170 other investors built a motel. Uh, I, I haven't been able to determine whether it was on this same piece of land it was very close by, and I don't know if the two pieces of land were contiguous, but they built really the, the first popular motel uh, near O'Hare, and he ends up building many other buildings in Rosemont, including the hotel that um, that was the precursor to the current day hotels that are next to the tower. Those buildings were not designed by him, but previous buildings were on that site. Wow. He also designed an office building in Rosemont that is now Rosemont's Village Hall. Mm-hmm. So it really sort of it got his career going because he's sitting on some land in one of the most, at the time, one of the most desirable corners of Chicago. And with, all that, and with all that hotel construction, the, the house, uh, they sold that as well and redeveloped it into a hotel. Is that right? 
Yes, they did. So he, so as I said, he built hotels on that property. They're not the hotels that stand there now. They end up, the family moves to Park Ridge where um, Swanson designs a house with, it's that real mid-century sort of look with a pool. The pool is next to the living room and they're sliding doors so you can go right from living to swimming and that kind of thing. Um, but they, and it's not clear when exactly they sold off the property. Uh, Paul Swanson is really the best source on that, and he was young. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said they, they did definitely sell it off. It's just not sure exactly when. And when they sold it and when the new hotels were built, the tower was kept just sort of because it was there. There was no no particular reason to tear it down, and it was cute. And so you said it was being used as a rental property. Is that right? Well, by the time the hotels are built, I don't think it is. We don't know. When the hotels end up on the land, we don't know exactly what happened. For at least 35 years now, it's been empty. But you're looking at about 50 years that hotels have been on the property or more. And we don't know in that interim whether the, the tower was still being rented. But we do know that it was kept standing. I'm just thinking of that trajectory there, Dennis. Things changed a lot for the Swanson family, didn't it? They did. And and yet, here's this little souvenir of dad's bachelor days in the 1930s. Right. Can't believe that was a bachelor pad. That's incredible. <laughs> I know. I wish I had lived in a little three-story <laughs> right. tower with uh, shaped like a castle. It still I exists all, almost 100 years Park. later. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> well, you know, we talked earlier about how the the tower is currently sitting sort of behind this La Quinta and Hyatt place. Is it just going to remain there, just unoccupied? As far as I can tell, it is. Um, so when Julian got me checking this out, I uh, I went out and, and the construction fence does mostly surround the tower. So it, first you have to understand that it, while it's two hotels, it was one building. It was built as one hotel and a giant extension it makes sort of a shallow v with the tower in the middle of the v okay in 2014 uh a hotel group bought it it had it had closed the old the wyndham hotel had closed another hotel buys it and they're going to divide those two arms into two businesses it's still one built one structure but they're going to divide it into two businesses a hyatt place and a la quinta that's 2014. The Hyatt Place did open fully rehabbed. If you go to that address on, on uh, uh, Mannheim Road, you see the Hyatt Place. Then you go around the back, and they, today, eight years later, have not done the La Quinta. So this other wing is being rehabbed now. That's what the construction fence is. They're now getting ready to open the or to finish and then open the La Quinta in. And so oh, the tower okay. is being protected from that. What I don't know is I, I spoke to the construction company. They sent me to the owner. The owner would not talk to me. But what the construction company said is there's no plan for the tower, which would be which would mean there's both no demolition plan and no reuse plan. I see. Well, just about a minute left here, Dennis. Uh, curious, anything else you're keeping an eye on these days? Yes, I'm doing a little detective work, Sasha. I'm trying to find the exact footprint of a pioneering uh, black businessman in Chicago who was here uh, from the 1840s and became a very prominent person. And I'm trying to find exactly where 
his real estate holdings were. Okay, well, when you do, you know where you've got to go, right? <laughs> you got to come right, <laughs> right back <to> here. You. Exactly. <laughs> right back here. Bring me all the details. That is Crane Chicago Business Residential Real Estate Reporter Dennis Rotkin. Now, if you have a building that you want Dennis to investigate, leave us a voicemail with details, of course, at 888 915 9945. Again, that's 888-915-9945. I check those and I send them right over to Dennis, right? Yes, you do. <laughs> Thank you so much, Dennis. Talk to you soon. Thanks, Sasha. Thanks for listening. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We've got more for you on the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.